Sabbath School Lessons from the Bible Deuteronomy Present Truth in Deuteronomy This book is the most important book of Moses. We want to discover what's inside. Jesus quoted this book more than any other book in the Bible. So it was Jesus' favorite book. I'm interested in it very much. Are you interested too? Then be with us. We want to find out why Jesus loved this book so much. There's a mystery about it, but we will discover it together. Grace be with you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to study the book of Deuteronomy, lesson 5, The Stranger in Your Gates. Our memory text for this week we find in Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 19. Therefore, love the stranger, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. When Jesus was asked about the first commandment of all, he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And then he added, And the second is like it. And then he says, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And now, the stranger is your neighbor too, when he is in your land. Jesus linked your love for God and love for one's neighbor to each other as the two most important commandments, the headlines of the two tablets of stone. He linked it together. So it's important to see how Jesus is one who sees every single person as a person to be loved, even to strange. Sounds strange, doesn't it? But for Jesus, it doesn't matter whether this person is in Australia, South Africa, or South America, or wherever, it is a created being, created by him, and therefore full of worth, valuable, a person that lives and should be honored as such. It's the Creator who opens our eyes for those who are the least in society. We should have the eyes of God when we look at them. Then we're in the right position.
circumcise your hearts. The heart is a special word used in the Bible for our attitude towards something. So it is this inner feeling and these thoughts about something and therefore Jesus says, I am standing in front of your door, the door of your heart. And I knock there so that you open from the inside. He doesn't want to enter with force. He knocks. He gently knocks. But you can hear it. He knocks at the door of your heart. And circumcising your heart means that we have to adapt ourselves. That our mind is changed and our attitude towards other people that we see them as God sees them. For example, in Deuteronomy 10, we read from verse 14 onwards, Behold, the heaven and the heaven of heaven is the Lord's your God, the earth also, with all that therein is. Only the Lord had a delight in your fathers to love them, and he chose their seed after them, even you above all people, as it is this day. Circumcise, therefore, the foreskin of your heart, and be no more stiff-necked. Being stiff-necked, that's the problem. Stiff-necked against the commandments of God. And be no more stiff-necked. This is the recommendation we find out here. For the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, a great God, a mighty and a terrible, which regards not persons, nor takes reward. He does execute the judgment of the fatherless and widow and loves the stranger in giving him food and raiment. Love the stranger. The Indians had a saying, as long as you haven't walked with the moccasins of someone, you're not really able to understand him. So it tells us something. When you have lost your mother, have been bereaved, and she is dead, then you are able to understand someone who has just lost his mother through death in a better way. You know how you feel in such a situation. And you can speak words in another way 
than when you have not experienced something like that. When you have been divorced, you understand the sadness of someone who has just been divorced. You understand him better. You know about the feelings, the sad feelings, which are in the heart now. So God from time to time allows things to happen that we are able to understand better what's going on in our neighbor. When you are rich, are you able to understand a poor person? But a poor person can understand much better another poor person. He knows what it means when you don't know where to spend the night because you don't even have a home anymore. It is a special feeling being on the bedside of society. Love the stranger. Love is a remedy for everything. Whenever you look at something in love or at somebody in love, it changes everything. You look at things in a different way because you love somebody. For you were strangers in Egypt. So the Israelites, they knew it, what it means to be a stranger. They knew it, what it means to be a slave. And the next generation, they had more difficulty in understanding a slave. But the first generation, they knew what it meant. So it should go on and remember your forefathers, they have been slaves in Egypt. And if God hadn't taken care of them, what then? So, therefore, love the stranger, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. Deuteronomy 10, verse 19. Long, long before, even before Abram had a son, it was told to him in Genesis 15, 13, Know certainly that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs and will serve them and they will afflict them for 400 years. In advance, it was told to Abraham what will happen to his descendants, which will become a great nation. But at first, they have to be slaves. The golden rule of Matthew 7, verse 12, it is announced by Jesus, and this text is one which impresses me so much, because in, in a few words, Jesus is able to tell so much. Therefore, all things, whatever you would that man should do to you, 
do you even so to them? For this is the law and the prophets. All things, whatever you would that man should do to you, do you even so to them? That's all. That's the message of the Bible. Judge righteously. When the Israelites were multiplied and multiplied and multiplied, and when there were more than a million people, it became difficult to judge them as a single person, so you needed helpers. Moses had too much work to do from morning to evening. So, elders were appointed for 10 and 50 and 100 and 1,000, and these elders got certain informations. They should be judges, and they should judge righteously. Uh, for example, in Deuteronomy 16, verse 19, we read, You shall not rest judgment. You shall not respect persons, because they are in such a high position. Neither take a gift. Oh, so this is something it would be a bribe. Do not allow yourself to be bribed. For a gift does blind the eyes of the wise and pervert the words of the righteous. This text is 3,500 years old. It has always been the same. Do not allow to be bribed for a gift does blind the eyes of the wise you should act judiciously it's a responsible position and every person should be judged in the same way and not according to its status in society. This would change the law and God would see it and any other problem. Pure religion before God. In Deuteronomy chapter 24, we read the following from verse 10 onwards. So someone has the money, another one doesn't have the money, but he needs, so you are going to lend him some. When you do lend to your brother anything, you shall not go into his house to fetch his pledge. Yeah, but you need some surety, or if you have given him money and... You need some pledge. But you should not go into his house and fetch it by yourself. But what should you do? You should stand abroad, so outside the house. And the man to whom you 
to land shall bring out the pledge abroad unto you. This is honoring this poor person. Interesting, isn't it? And if the man be poor, so he's so poor that he can give you only the coat um, of one of his clothes, you shall not sleep with his pledge. In any case, you shall deliver him the pledge again when the sun goes down, that he may sleep in his own raiment and bless you. And it shall be righteousness unto you before the Lord your God. So here we see practical aspects of being a follower of Christ. The next verse, you shall not oppress an iron servant that is poor and needy, whether he be of your brethren or of your strangers that are in your land within your gates. At his day, so when he worked for you, you shall give him his hire, neither shall the sun go down upon it. So practical. So be alert. Take care that you do not act in a wrong habit. Summary. Here we have a wonderful photograph of a forest. You can see all the leaves and then sunbeams come down on the dark bottom of the forest. Oh, it's so beautiful how you can see all, all the colors. S suddenly they are there. Before the sunbeam came down there, it was just dark. Darkness is the absence of light. And a black color is black because there is no light. In the light we could see a lot of colors. And for a stranger, when you look at this photo, these sunbeams, that it is not dark anymore, this is something when a stranger experiences love from someone. It is, it's, it's like here in this photo. Suddenly, there is light where there was darkness before. And it's important. Then you can see. And you see what, is life, what life is all about. So, this photograph reminds me of being a stranger who is helped by someone. Darkness changes to light. And this is what Jesus meant us to be. A light for people in darkness. That we show them the way in practical aspects, helping those who are really needy, not those who are only lazy. They shouldn't be helped. 
They can help themselves, but helping those who are really in need through an accident, through illness, who would like to work but are not able to work anymore, and who cannot sustain their family anymore. These are the ones who need really help.